Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is for the love of football. This is the road to 2023, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. Oh, and I'm Bryant. And this is the first time we're in the same room for an episode since St. Louis Battlehawks, New York Guardians 2020, in person, face to face. Oh, ho, poro, ho. That doesn't really make sense, but. <laughs> It does make sense that this is episode 180, and it's a complete 180 from the last time we were in the same room doing this show, Bryant. We had a lot of XFL to talk that weekend. We were in the middle of XFL heaven, and now, dare I say it, we're in the middle of, not it's not XFL hell, but it's like purgatory. We're just waiting. We're just waiting. We're back in 2018. It's like we put the flux capacitor on the back of our cars and uh, went back into 2018. It is a complete 180 uh, in a lot of aspects, right? It's a complete 180 from 2020. It's a complete 180 from last week. It's a complete 180 from three months ago when they were talking to the CFL. <laughs> this show and the league uh, has turned upside down, and now we're just trying to figure out what we're going to do next. Yeah, we've, we've had not only the whole, if you put it in perspective of the St. Louis episode we did where we were – uh, really just groggy from eating a bunch of toasted raviolis and uh, in just in bliss, a football bliss. Uh, from that perspective, right now we are with no XFL news coming out. The last XFL news we had, of course, was the end of CFL talks. And we are just back on the road. But we do have a kickoff date, or at least year, 2023. I told you I was going to put that back in the intro. I did it. You did a good job. It's a year. It's, a, it's something to look forward to. At least uh, 2023 is will be when I'll be leaving the show because I can no longer talk about Oh, when about Yeah, actually. when football starts, Brian's gone. That's the whole gimmick for him. But – we're gonna we're gonna really focus on 2023 today. It's it's a it's a turning point. Uh, we're in together doing the show, so we're gonna talk about uh, some some bigger things today at the end of the show. So you better be ready because we're gonna talk about kind of like your hopes and your dreams. And if you will it, you, you can. You, if you think it, you could will it. And we're gonna talk about the best case scenarios for 2023. Best case scenarios, I think, is a good starting point because we need some good news here. We're not getting much news. It's not bad news. Just not getting much news. But at least uh, we'll, we'll get into it all here. Uh, when we get- 724-565-4XFL is the number for you to call. Bryant doesn't know what to do right now because usually while I'm saying this part, he's clicking and pressing stuff. We'll do it in post. Don't worry. At XFL Show on social media is where you could hit us up on Twitter or Instagram or wherever Facebook. you're at. Not, what if you do that? I don't know. TikTok maybe. You start the TikTok yet? Uh, not yet. One day. No, XFL.show is the YouTube channel. If you're listening to the show, you can watch it. Did you know you should? We look great, especially when we're in the same room with a fancy iPhone recording us. This camera is great. It's better great than any camera, camera. A great studio. It's a great studio, except that when the, a different aspect when the logo the goes out, yeah, the, 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 the backdrop, where the backdrop goes out. This is fun. I like this, dude. <laughs> this is, it's, if we did this every week, it'd be a way different show. Yeah, I definitely would be bringing props to to we could, more props than we normally have. We One have more could props say show. is we are at a 180 from where we started in terms of the quality of the show when it comes to the production value. Oh yeah, and that is because of our our dear good long time pers- close to long time good friends at Pretty Easy Podcast. Absolutely, Pretty Easy Podcasts bringing you this week's show. Go to Pretty Easy Podcasts. Dot com right now if you want to start your own podcast about anything it does they produce all kinds of shows not just football shows they i listened to i was listening to a show about romance novels the other day brought to you by pretty easy podcast because i saw it on their site looking at how they represent us and i was like Ooh, what are these ladies talking about dirty romance novels and it was great and it sounded great because it was put together by pretty easy podcasts well they make podcasting well look uh pretty easy trust me they make it look it's not easy but they make it 
I don't think it's easy for them, but they make it look easy. Yeah. We just talk into the, we put the show together, we talk, and they do the rest. They can do it for you. So check it out, prettyeasypodcast.com. Let's think and dunk real quick around XFL social media, Bryant. Uh, we did do basically a whole other show this week. Was not in person for that one, but it was very easily done, and it was a fun episode. It was a bonus, good, crisp interview with TSN's Dave Naylor. We needed to, at least for our sake, put a bow on the CFL saga as it relates to the XFL. And who better than Dave Naylor? Everybody has to check that out if you haven't already heard or watched it because Dave Naylor put into perspective a ton of stuff when it comes to why the CFL had probably internal uh, strife. Not strife. Well, they have strife. They have business strife, but disagreements on the XFL relationship. And he also put into perspective the big rumor about the Toronto Argonauts potentially joining the XFL, which I know a lot of people are talking about. They basically said that we could do a whole podcast on just what's going on. Definitely answered my questions. I know he answered some of your questions. We talked to it. I don't know if we put a bow on it. We might have put like a, we would put a tombstone on it at this point, but we'll see. You think tombstone? I mean, he he said, "Don't rule it out." Down the road, they never, could they at this time never rule out anything. But you never know. It just doesn't seem. Yeah. For now, there's a tombstone on it. We can always take that and come and bring it back up. But it was a great interview. Check it out. XFL show. It's on YouTube uh, or your favorite uh, podcast app. Uh, but Dave Naylor, good longtime personal good friend of ours. Uh, close be- personal long close. time yeah, dear good friend he even said he thought of us when this whole announcement went down which made me thought about how how hurt we were because you know i well, was relieved i don't have to watch that much football this summer you're <laughs> you'll still be watching single yeah, game true. betting don't yeah, forget uh but yeah check that out if as it is about the cfl so check it out and uh yeah kind of it's over with the cfl talk i don't know how much more will be coming up we have a little bit that we're gonna go just the reaction to that show coming up in the cover too but um, we're moving players, on. Maybe players. Maybe players will be the only thing we look at. How players. do players in the X in the XFL and how they're performing in the CFL? Cam what did Phillips. you see? Cam Phillips was like the Ty Cats. They're, it's, Ty Cats they're, they have big hopes and dreams for him, and they are the favorite to win Hamilton. it. Hamilton. So the Tiger Cats have one of the best XFL players uh, on their team. So our, that stuff we'll be watching. Our offensive for. player of the year. So definitely we'll look at players, even coaches. Uh, you know, Jamie Elizondo and the exactly. and the Elk Vipers. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into some CFL more down the road, but it's not going to be as intense as it has been. Obviously, we are going to be doing probably a lot more speculating. A lot. I asked you. So, okay, now we're what a year and nine months ish from kickoff. Where were we at this time leading up to 2020? And you said. What we were just BSing. We were doing this. I mean, we were BSing. We were doing our, our cities, but we were having a lot of fun. Yeah, we had tons of fun. It was cities. We were just kind of you know, kind of thinking of what our uh, imaginations could could bring to the XFL. The more imaginative part of the Let me road. Ask you this with the XFL the way it is now, or the way it was in 2020, I think it kind of um, I don't want to say poisoned our brains, but it's basically overtaken whatever 2001 was because we're two, completely two different aspects. Our conversations before 2020 were like, oh, how was 2001 and what can that be for the XFL? Now it's not so much 2001, it's more 2020 and how that's going to transpire to 2023. That's true. Yeah, and we were thinking of you know, extreme. Like, yeah, the, right, the, the LA extreme and we were thinking of like the it was going to be as intense and, and ridiculous. And Jake wanted to kill, people kill each other on the field and stuff like that. And yeah, and now it's a, a lot more, okay, we have all this great stuff we liked from 2020 and how's it going to proceed? Plus we have the monkey wrench of in their international. We're going to get into all of that coming up, but these are more of the topics you're going to get on the show moving forward because uh, the CFL stuff is done and uh, we're ready to move on. We're in person. We want to do all kinds of fun stuff. So we're going to dream together today. We're going to we do a quick rock, paper, scissor. Uh, all right. Rosham Bodum. And I'm feeling good the rest of the show. Real quick, Dink and Dunkage, too. Close personal, long time, dear good friend, uh, Sam Schwartzstein was on Twitter because the NFL released the rule book for the season. And he said, I, what is it? Uh, which XFL rules do you want to see implemented in the NFL in the next 10 years? Yes. Kickoff. Well, you just said I yes. I said right? yes. Kickoff, obviously. The kickoff. <laughs> kickoff. Most of all. I think the one that maybe, I want a kickoff in the, the NFL. the tiered uh, points, the, the tiered extra points? No. I, I, that is. The game's interesting. It's great. I love it. But that's an XFL thing. Yeah, an XFL I don't thing. want. See, you're, you're saying that like 
the XFL won't exist in 10 years. I don't want to think like that. That's a good point. See, thinking the XFL exists in 10 years, I want that to be an XFL thing. But the NFL adopting the kickoff, you think that's the NFL fine. maybe, and there's no hiding the fact that the tier of player was better, is better in the NFL, way better. Do you think if they put that rule in place in the NFL that there would just be too many kickoff returns? No, no. You don't think so? We no. we got two of them in five weeks. Good. We'll have more kickoff returns, but not like a ridiculous amount where it's really hard to think so no i think we'll, it'll be balanced and i think with the players and the coaches being at a much higher level in the nfl i think they the kickoff team is at a higher level too yeah but i just feel like you, you got a man running 4.2 or something like that I, actually how about my answer is none of the xfl rules in the nfl because i want those all to just be in the xfl in 10 years i would take the uh not the play clock so much but like the clock rules the, 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 oh the hurry up and and get the Get the ball, get the ball spotted. Get the, the ball, ball spotter. Get up there, and then um, also like the two minute warning rules where you and, the clock and the sky ref with sky the ref. with the with the Xbox controller. That works too. I'd like that too. All right, well that's uh, enough dinking and dunking at XFL show. If you want to hit us up or on the XFL fan line, Brian's gonna play the rest of the show on the uh, <laughs> Xbox controller. Who plays like that? No, no, no. Someone was doing a oh, replay. Oh, a, a referee? A replay like this. He was doing the replay like this. It was a rare. little too suggestive <laughs> for, for television, I think, for a football game, but whatever. All right, let's get into it. It's this week's Cover 2. Good crisp. So you look at all the reactions to all of our shows, right? You see the comments and and the questions. And after the Dave Naylor episode came out just a couple days ago, I saw very intelligent predictions. People taking our conversation and then thinking and then imagining a future for the XFL and CFL. And I liked a lot of them, but I picked out for the cover to one of them that, that really caught my eye and my attention. And then also one text we got as well. So let's start off with Mike Horrigan on YouTube. Thanks for watching. Mike uh, said, quote, my prediction is that once a spring league can establish itself in North America, it will then become the go-to landing spot for the best spillover quarterback talent available not signed in the NFL. Once that happens, the other talent follows, and the CFL will relegate itself to a senior league or something like that. Just my opinion, my sad, sad opinion. I'm assuming Mike is a CFL fan, and they see a bleak future for the CFL, Bryant. But I like that because we've been saying – a North American Spring League is going to hit, it's going to land, it's going to stick, and it's going to be a thing that people are going to look forward to every single year. Hopefully it's the XFL, and they're going to get an influx more and more of quality players, maybe the second secondary quarterbacks, which Mike brings up, and if you do that, you really hurt the CFL in terms of the talent they could bring in because right now, like I say, CFL has quality players. They do have – I mean, the XFL had quality players too, right? They all they both did. So – um do I? Th I mean, it's kind of an obvious answer to this. And yes, once a spring league establishes itself, the second tier player are going to want to play there. Like that's just what happens, right? Because you have a lot of players who are like, I can't make it in the NFL. I'm done. Mm -hmm. But they're still great players. They're just yeah. like, okay, I'm done because I can't make enough in the XFL. If you can start making those, you know, hundred thousands of dollars playing in the uh, spring, well, then yeah, of course you're going to do that instead of going off into your future career. Senior league, I don't know. Back to the point of, hey, once I'm done playing in the XFL, do I really want to go up north and play for half the price? Who knows? Um, look, the CFL has enough problems of its own. Hopefully this doesn't happen because that's just going to add another layer on top of it mm. that they probably don't need to be dealing with. Uh, but it's a great prediction. I do think when, Alan, you keep saying it and I second it, is that a spring league will stick. It just has to be the right timing. I thought the XFL had the best opportunity this, the right time. And this kind of predicts that once that happens, it will hurt the CFL ultimately in terms of the players they're bringing in. That, that's that got to happen, well, yeah. right? And yeah. in fairness, the CFL has been around forever, and yeah. they haven't done that. They haven't established themselves as that go-to league if you want to continue playing football and get paid at a high mm -hmm. level. They haven't done that. No. So the XFL, unless the CFL can figure out how to do that, this is where the XFL can come in and, and try to establish themselves as that option. Yeah, it's the place you could go keep playing football, but to get paid what you want to get paid, or if that's the it, – it's, it's not enough to not it's do something in the leap. season. It's a big leap. Right? Yeah, so and, – and staying in your home country is not as tough of a decision, especially when – you, you're probably going to be seeing players leaping from whatever spring league hits. USFL will keep you in mind too. And 
go into the NFL. Like people will see that the CFL could be damaged. Mike makes a good point there. And Dave Naylor with all he said about the business end of the CFL and their future, that makes a lot of sense. That prediction, Mike, we th- again, thank you for watching Terry though. The part two of this part one of the, the cover two texting in on the XFL fan line. Uh, he said, so the majority of Canadians want four downs, but a small minority of fans in the CFL teams didn't want four downs. I get that right. Reacting to our Dave Naylor conversation, of course, the big market teams, the cities where most Canadians live, Toronto, Montreal, uh, and Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, those are the entities of the CFL that wanted the XFL involved but lost out because the smaller market teams with less people living in those cities like Regina and Edmonton uh, did not want the XFL the, the, the CFL so the, the minority a, rules in the, the CFL. The CFL doesn't find itself in a financial crisis. It finds itself in a big city financial crisis. Mm-hmm. It's not everyone isn't the problem. Yeah. There's a lot of ties here to World World too, by the way. But uh, <laughs> it's not all the teams that are in a financial crisis. It's the big teams, the ones that are probably uh, you're banking on actually making some. Yeah, if, Terry, if you want a way too short of a summary of our conversation with Dave Naylor and what to take out of it, uh, maybe it is. Yeah, the big cities uh, have no pull in the CFL right now, <laughs> and the small market team said, "We're fine. Let's keep going, and uh, let's see if they can keep going." with doing what they're doing. That's where we left off, and that's where the CFL's other, at. Now, is there other cities, and I mean this with sincerity, is there other cities that are not the big cities that will take teams or want teams? Like, how many cities are there in in, in Texas? Uh, Manitoba? Manitoba. How many big cities are there? there? Name how another big, city yeah, in Manitoba. How many big cities are there in Saskatchewan? Uh, the only other Manitoba I know is Handsome Dick Manitoba, the punk rocker. That's all I know. I can't. <laughs> my geography's not ready. I, see, I only know that for today's Toronto show. and Hamilton in Ontario. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there another city in Ontario? Oh, what's the one right by Detroit? I don't Ottawa? know. No, no. Montreal. It's it? like right at uh, Windsor. Windsor. Okay. Yeah. So Ottawa, there's already a team in Ottawa, right? Yep, you got the Red Blacks. So then, and they've lost the team before. Is there another team in? Is there another city in Quebec that you can go to? Quebec City. Oh, Quebec. Yeah. What are that? What are what other uh, cities did the NHL leave that we can <laughs> go to? Hartford, Hartford. But that's in America. <laughs> I saw a lot of reaction. Also, that uh, not to get any. I'm not, I didn't pick any of them out, but I did see a couple of people say, he ain't ready. "Oh, well, the CFL can move forward and expand into the U.S." Which you they've already a, tried. You had free expansion with the XFL. Yeah, that free unless expansion. it's with the XFL, you do you see that happening? No, I mean, yeah, no. same. Uh, not right now, anyway. But the, Dave Naylor put it in best words. He's like he basically said that with the CFL not moving in to the to to the U.S., you basically have, I mean, with the XFL to U.S., you're basically kind of killing U.S. expansion at this moment in time. You have to have enough problems of your own. This was kind of like a freebie. And if you're not going to give control to the league and you're going to keep it on an individual team basis, which is what's going on right now, then are you actually going to uh, want to expand to more U.S. cities where who knows if owners actually want to pay the money to, to, to lose? Yeah, it's uh, it's the CFL situation. We left it with Dave Naylor, and it just every time we bring it up, it is mind-boggling. It's, it's confounding. Confusing. And I, I don't get it. It doesn't seem like it should be that hard for them to be if the AAF financially was in Canada, stable. They would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. it should. <laughs> they should be financially stable. Stable. It's well, they are financially stable because they have owners with money that yeah. will pay. But it's not a great business plan. Don't get me wrong. He, he what did he say? It's like a, a like a yacht. It doesn't make me money, but I like to have it. It's my thing. I want to spend money. You on need. You, you, they need to continue they need to, to find, find owners like who that. don't care if they. Now, lose would you rather money. have the tr- Would you rather have the Argos or would you rather have a yacht? Though, That's if the you were a billionaire, would you own a football team knowing it made it was going to lose you money every year, millions of dollars? If I was good, if I could be good, maybe your team. But I don't, how many NFL owners are losing money right now? How could you? How could right, you? Exactly. How could you lose money owning an NFL? And team? how many? When was the last time an NFL owner was like, "I'm losing money. I needed like." Uh, probably the when the uh, <laughs> Browns went away. Everyone's talking about like Kroenke yeah. and making a one point or two point five billion dollar stadium. Everyone's yeah. doing that. Yeah. Everyone. Well, they the Raiders basically did that. Yeah, they all act like they're financially struggling just to get the money. 
stadium yeah, made and paid for by t- with tax A's dollars. The Oakland A's are trying to go to Vegas and pay for their own stadium. Yeah. They're the Oakland A's. A movie about them being poor was made, and they <laughs> had the money to make a $1.2 billion stadium. Like, come on. Yeah. These owners have money, and they're not spending it for no reason. I got to move it on to the part two of the cover, too. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> man, it's just every luck, time I, my luck, brain gets twisted. All right, uh, lots of mentions uh, also uh, today, this live on tape recording. Um, the NFL released their protocol for the uh, if your team has an outbreak of COVID-19. And uh, a lot of XFL mentions on social media I saw. I just want to squash this real quick. Anyone who says, oh, DeAndre Hopkins might have to go to the XFL if he doesn't like uh, the vaccine protocol for the NFL. Not happening. Ultimately, these players will either fall in line and, and, you know, abide by the NFL rules, either getting vaccinated or not getting sick, or uh, they'll just not play. I don't see like DeAndre Hopkins saying, well, I'm just going to go to the XFL. That won't happen. I don't see any players really doing. Maybe some players that are down the totem pole a little bit, but uh, the CFL cannot, I mean, the XFL, excuse me, cannot afford to pay DeAndre Hopkins. They can't afford to play these players. Um, It's an interesting kind of conundrum for these players, right? Because it's been about what they can um well, i'm sorry what the with the not getting vaccine does to themselves but now affecting your teammates affecting yeah. your pocket affecting all these things You'd be but, surprised to see yeah. all these decisions happening these are things that nobody's had to deal with and if you didn't hear the nfl's protocol basically is it's the 18 week season so throughout the entire season if there's a outbreak on a team uh of among unvaccinated players that team that has the outbreak will forfeit take an l uh and there's there that's a loss the game's canceled then they lose that's the that's the rule for the nfl so that's what a lot of the reaction was but i just thought it was funny uh, you, you search okay who's talking xfl today and that was a lot of the xfl talk was oh maybe they'll go to the xfl nah not happening oh, and i'm not saying the xfl is going to require a vaccine either but they can't afford to lose games yeah because people have an outbreak yeah right so if if deandre hopkins is leaving that's why Cardinals, 2023 is the goal yeah, because we'll live in hopefully a post uh type world but the xfl can't afford to 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 lose games so they're definitely going to have just as strict if not stricter restrictions when it comes to vaccines because or even just covid itself if it's still around all right well that's a, a lot of fun i i i think uh it would be interesting to see just randomly if one guy's like i don't have freedom in the nfl i'm gonna go play for the xfl i would love it it would be a great thing to talk about but i don't see it happening um, I had another thing for the cover too, but I don't want to get into it because we're going to need stuff to talk about, but keeping, so the CFL alignment didn't happen. And then that got me thinking, well, why NFL can't alignment. or USFL? Maybe, maybe. Would you call it the U.S.? And I asked you this question before, who has more name notoriety? Ooh, I'd say the XFL, at least with at least now more people our age and younger. So that's mid thirties and younger. Um, early thirties, early, early we're mid. I'm not into my mid until I'm 38. That's the end of the thirties. That's barely getting into my late. All right. So two arguments to look forward to (laughs) in future episodes. When do your mid thirties start? And what about an XFL USFL partnership? Is it possible? Would you be interested? How could it work? Lots of questions to be answered there, but we have a lot we have a long road guys. So we're going to save that and put it in our little pockets. Yes. And who, maybe it'll come up right now uh, during Manifest Mania because we're going to manifest some stuff. You put it away and now you're bringing it back. You could. It's up to you. You can will your own dream here, dude. It's time for Manifest Mania or a manifest or a manifest. What'd you call it? Manifest? It mani- you said manifest fest. Yeah, manifest fest. How about a manifest? It's a manifest, a party where we manifest the road to 2023 in this week's hot read. So, they say, if you will it, it is no dream, dude. The XFL-CFL talks are over. 2022 has moved to 2023. The USFL is coming back, apparently. All kinds of twists and turns on the road to kickoff. And now we're kind of in a spot, well, where? what is kickoff? What, what does this look like now? Because we had an idea of, oh, a partnership with the CFL. That's what we're focused on. Now it's something completely different. The word international was thrown in there as well. So there's 
kind of a new imagining on your end as an XFL fan about what this league is going to look like when it kicks off finally. And with all those variables, all these bumps in the road, if you will, what are what are your dreams at now for the XFL as a big fan? What do you hope comes of all this? What do you want it to look like? You believe it. You can make it happen. Bryant will start us off. Manifest the rest of the road to 2023. Well, the the entire road, that's a long time. And we're talking about how many how many weeks are we? We don't know the kickoff 52. date, though. So you're talking about 52 and then at least another I'm, 16. I'll tell you now, I'm operating as if the kickoff is April of 2023. So that's 15 and then another 12. But I'm operating. Sorry, 52 and another 12. So that's what, 64 plus another half a year this year. So that's math. Yeah, 26. Yeah. So we're about 100 weeks-ish. Yeah. Maybe is that a year and nine months? Sure. Okay. Um. <laughs> so that's a long road. Lots of stuff can happen, right? So if you kind of go back, we, we're not in our uh, trains or anything like that. Like, what was it, the truck? The road? Uh, the ch- the oh, yeah, the big old truck. Yeah, yeah. Where, where were we on the road? But I will say that around this time, there wasn't much happening. If you kind of put the two on, on parallel tracks, I guess I'll say, and put them side by side, we weren't really doing much. Oliver Luck didn't even get hired, in theory, for another two or three months from today. He did get hired, I believe it was either June 1st or July. I want to say it was July 1st. But that's still, in theory, if we're kicking off in April, about two or three months away. So what do I want to see happen? I want to get some football people in there. I want to start talking. I want them to talk the way Oliver Luck used to talk about football. Doing the rounds on rounds. on radio shows and podcasts and having press, press conferences. conferences. Things like that. We want teams. I want teams next because I think that's the biggest question. We always cared about the rules. I don't really care about the rules anymore because as long as they say, hey, we're going to do the same rules, I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that. Like, that's what I want. So I think for the rest of this year, and I'll, and I'll do this year and then we can go on mm-hmm. and I'll get, throw it back to you. This year, I want to see a football guy come in, multiple if possible. I want to see cities by the end of the year. And I want to say that I want to see that the rule book will be intact for the most part this year. In 2021. What year is it? So. Chief football officer, paramount. Okay, that's first. So we're just. Well, we need someone to talk yeah. football. Okay, it's not I'm always talking to you, and you're, you know, I mean, you're a great guy and all, but come on. I mean, I am, and now I'm here, at least <laughs> for, for this episode, and who knows how many more? I don't know. <laughs> I might just stay here. He's got a great, a great. Uh, yours, his studio is so much nicer than mine. <laughs> I didn't realize he's got way more screens, easier access to everything, and nobody's run in here once and yelled at us. People don't know how many times I have to hit Wait stop. Until later. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, but, okay, for me, for the rest of this year, I'm with you. The chief football officer, first and foremost, someone, the point person, that can that can at least direct uh, where our attention as fans should go, uh, keeping us informed, and also that, you know, is making sure that the game is going to be protected because I felt like the football was very protected in terms of making sure nothing screwy was done, like 2001, a lot of people were concerned with that. Will that happen this time around? That's something that that should be on people's minds. Like, if you mess with the 2020 rule book, um, you can you can change it a little and still, I think, make it good football. But all the effort that was put into that, I mean, I don't if it's not broke, even effort, it, just the money. Yeah, if it, you save yourself a lot of money, yeah, if you if, just kind of go with what they've already done. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I don't know how wild the imagination of the new Imagine ownership to three is. Down, we're going to play three down football. Yeah, is it three down? <laughs> like, I don't know. So that's one thing. As a football fan, you're concerned. Like, is, is the football going to be protected? Is the rule book going to be protected or at least most in, mostly kept intact? So that's obviously the first concern for the rest of the year. So that chief football officer role we've heard about potentially being filled by someone we want that filled this year. And then also the cities is is next. You want to know where we're playing, how many teams. And that includes the international aspect. I'm hoping by the end of this year we know what that means. That's one thing I'm 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 really hoping that we get that soon because when you say international, what does that mean? And because this sport is very much a United States of America sport. The CFL has to have their own league. They don't even have an NFL team, and they're not playing in the NCAA. So that's something completely different than we're all used to. How and does even, that? How does that work? And even in like the European sense, right? Like all the games that happen in Europe, teams get a week off after those games, right? They, they sometimes they don't even play for a while. So 
me, the U.S., right, is where football lives. And if you're going to go international, what does that mean? You already have enough problems with the 48 continental states. You're really not going to play in Hawaii. You're not going to play in Alaska, right? Unless that's international to you, but it really is international. <laughs> but it seems like it because it's so far away. Does Puerto Rico count? I, that's, I mean, it's still not in the 48. So <laughs> like, you use your dollars, though. Uh, so if you're if you're going to s- broaden your, 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 your borders, I guess you could say, where do you go? How far do you go and when and how often? Mm-hmm. Being like, you know, L.A. has to go play in Mexico City. That's not that bad. But if New York has to go play in Mexico City. So I, I'm hoping and, and, and we're talking dreams. I'm thinking big here. I'm hoping it is. Th- I'm hoping three teams. I'm hoping Toronto, Mexico City and London. London. Right out. That's I what I want to see. I need London. I can see Mexico City. I can Gotta see Toronto. Europe. I don't know. If you're going international, you better go to Europe. You got. They love football. They love the NFL. There, they, they do. Love the NFL. That's working, and those are just one offers. Gonna, now I don't know the calendars there, but are you competing with the the Champions League? Are you competing with? Oh yeah, things like that. that yeah, are you're gonna. Yeah, I mean, sure. That's, that's a. It's bigger. Yeah, but it, you know, you the NFL attracts a full stadium twice a year in Europe. Yeah, sometimes three times a year. But on and what about television though? Too. I mean, that's. There, there's, there's, that is true. You yeah. get more eyeballs. In it. Yeah. Now, do you do a London team? Is it London where you want to go? Do yeah. you go to Spain, Barcelona? I mean, do you go to Italy. I, th- I think, I, I think, think one would be more than enough. But I just don't know if London's the right spot. I think, I think the the UK is where you go, just because they've been exposed to it. I feel like the, now when the you most. say three international, are you keeping the eight? The the eight or, or yeah the uh, well. No, see, here's you're gonna have to maybe add a ninth. Oh, you definitely have to add a ninth. Yeah. you need to go with. You need to have an even. Team nine is gonna get a city. <laughs> That's what in my in I think my you can go to San Antonio. You can I, look. There's a lot of talk out there, and I love Mike Mitchell, and he keeps alluding to the fact that the LA team might move to San Diego or something like that. To hope me, not. I hope not. And to me, here's why I don't think it will happen. I know we're getting into this conversation all of a sudden, but how? how the, it's The Rock. It's Danny Garcia. It's Red. Why would Hollywood. they want a team in LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You have you know? to. And even if LA loses you money, kind of like your yacht. Maybe LA's your yacht. Well, and I'm manifesting this. LA's not losing the Wildcats in, in my XFL They might lose the Wildcats, but they're not going to lose a team. A team. Yeah. It might not be the Wildcats oh, anymore. Keep I don't the, Wildcats. the Wildcats. It's great. Yeah, come on. Um, Maybe maybe, the, maybe it's up there. Don't worry, it's up there. Now, all the Wildcats. <laughs> cool office. <laughs> the... Yeah, maybe the LA is their yacht where they kind of keep them. They're like, okay, we're not really making money. We're losing a little bit of money, but we need to be in LA because yeah. LA makes us look legit. Same thing with New York. Do the ninth team in San Diego. Yeah, then. Put the ninth team in San Diego. Put a team in San Antonio. Oakland. Move. Yeah, there's, there's. I don't know. I just don't feel like LA would ever leave. I also want to know when. We don't know exactly when we're kicking off. I want to know when we're going to kick off. Well, April 2023. So I'm putting my my road together. If this is my call, we're going to have 12 teams. We're going to have three international in those cities. I said. You're going to have a ninth team. If you want to put it in San Diego, cool. I, I would probably lean towards – I would move the Tampa team to Orlando so the Vipers can go to Orlando or change the name, whatever you whatever you want to do. And, uh, yeah, I think the, if you're doing a ninth city in, in the States, are you do, you do you go anywhere specific? I probably would say San Diego. Either I don't know. To me, those games. Oh look, wait, timeout. I'm going Vegas. I know those teams look. Those games looked way better in San Antonio than in any other city. That dome, Alamo Dome, rocking. It's huh? old place though. Care looks good on TV. Yeah. Who cares? I saw Royal Rumble there. I'm gonna I go. Saw John Ve- Cena win 16 number number 16 there. I know. I was. I'm jealous of that. <laughs> but I, I would go Vegas actually. The more I think, Vegas? just go to. I mean, yeah. only place to play is that new uh, spaceship that they have there. Do it. We're gonna have to have a deeper conversation. The Raiders are like that. selling out like crazy. They're not even good. Yeah, have the team, have the play, have the, have the tickets from L.A. Exactly. You know the L.A. You know they they sold more season tickets to the Raiders in L.A. than they did to the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that that makes sense. Growing up here, I mean, uh, did you know a Charger fan growing up? Uh, I knew like two. Yeah, like they're they're few and far between. That makes sense. I'm thinking of a Charger fan. Yeah, currently, <laughs> yeah, currently living in Los Angeles. I'm trying to think of somebody that I know that goes for the. I don't think I know one. <laughs> if you're an LA Charger fan, a real one, <laughs> hit us up. Hit us up at XFL Show. Largo. Let All us right, know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Vegas, and then you're moving on. So they announced the cities. I'm, we're looking forward to a 12 team league. And then you said the other thing you wanted to know was the uh, the date. April is like really big for me now. I'm like, you want it to be April? Kickoff in April. No basketball. No. F- Hockey, 
baseball. I don't care about. Well, Alan, you texted me the other the day, day, or you told me the other day. I don't care about the competition, but I'm, this is why, this is why you're gonna care about the competition. Not competition. It's not competition. This is not what I'm talking about. Yeah. You texted me the other day. You're like, it sucks. There's only baseball and Gold Cup to bet on. There what? Well, that's because the Gold Cup and and all that took away. A, b- a bunch of MLS that I would have bet on too. Yeah, but even then, well, that's true. But there's not a lot going yeah. on right now, and I think it's not competition. It's just what you have in front of you. Yeah. If you could start in April, and you can end before college football, maybe you're the lead in to to the football yeah. season rather than the end. Maybe people get hyped up for football. So if you're doing year. a ten ten week season, what was my smart season? My smart season started in April. It went twelve weeks with, I want to say, it was three divisions of six teams. So it was at eighteen teams of level. But if you can do a 12-week season with a two-week playoff, mm-hmm. it gets you right into about the beginning of July. Beginning of July. Yeah, but if you push it out even more or you have more 14 games, like I don't mind the games. Yeah. You have 12 teams, 14. Ooh, maybe I'll do that this week. A smart schedule. A new, a new Manifest schedule. the new schedule. I'm still on that. I'm on that ending early July kick. You want like the Fourth of July kickoff? Ish, ish, ish. Yeah. Or do you think people would would rather watch your championship game on the Fourth of July or go out and blow their hands up? Uh, watch the game. You wake up. You watch people scarf down hot dogs. Then you go scarf Ooh, down hot dogs. Right into ESPN from the from Coney Island into. Yeah. To the championship game? Yeah. Like it. Or maybe just make that your all-star game and play right there at the Brooklyn Cyclones uh, stadium. Okay, I don't know. what, But thinking about it, that's like my ideal uh, scenario is that April's announced. I don't know if it gets announced by the end. Do you think the date, the kickoff date is announced before the end of the year? I don't. I, th- I mean, they did before in 2020 when they, they announced did. teams. They announced exactly when they were playing, which was the week after. So if we're getting teams, we're getting a date, you think? Well, I mean, that's what happened. Whether or not it happens again, who knows? Do you think right now ownership is is like saying, okay, here's what they did, like we do, like the timeline. Do you think they actually look at what was done on in terms of t- spacing out announcements and putting the league together in just the, the order in which everything was done? Do you think they pay any attention to that? You'd have to be I to think, be a smart business I person. I think that there is a huge sense within – Danny Garcia, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and Redbird Capital, that they liked what the XFL did in 2020. Because Jeffrey Pollock's still there. Yeah. The man ran the show. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? He, we, we never heard from him. We had him once on our show. But he ran the operations part of this thing. And, and to see that he stuck around, I bet you they wish that Oliver Luck was still around, that they didn't have that, you know, falling <laughs> out with Vince McMahon. Like, that's what I'm hoping. I, I think they... they they saw this and they're like, "Hey, they did a pretty good job. We're gonna keep. Jeff- We're not. I mean, maybe Je- I just don't see that Jeffrey Pollock would have already been gone if they needed someone. If they wanted someone else to do the operations piece. So I think there was a a line of succession when it came to what happened that they're probably gonna still keep. Uh, have more time. People don't think this, but they have more time because there's so much that was already done." Assuming they're gonna be utilizing all, all the stuff that was already done. I just don't see how they can. Already no, if they're not, then we're into books. big problems. Yeah, because then you're you're gonna run out of time. Yeah. Um, but the other interesting thing is, like the uh, the scouting aspect, like the the people that you they had in charge of that, like Eric Galco's moved on. People moved on. Doug Whaley, football operations people. So like filling those roles, while there are a lot of people that probably want those gigs, there aren't people who are as good at, at right. doing especially from the scouting perspective like finding uh that seemed like so such a not a just like a like a guy like eric galco especially like the guy pinpointed uh an opportunity himself on like it, scouting players and and that are way out there way on the fringes and putting things together just so that there would be a enough pool of uh, for them to choose from like are there people doing that currently? Like, I'm sure there are people attempting to, but not not on the level that that guy was. Like, that's just one example, I think, of, like, that stuff might be uh, how much that would hurt the XFL if they are not able to do that kind of thing because when you have The Rock and the way that they're going to promote it, it might attract players anyway. But that was just one of the interesting things that I think was overlooked by a lot, not us, but, like, a lot of people, like how the league was put together with – uh, the, putting the, the personnel together, finding the players, that's a very difficult job. And they had people working crazy hours and 
and like maniacs to to get the the rosters filled. They had podcasters working crazy. He worked. <laughs> That's true. Uh, look, I'm not trying to take anything away from Eric Galco and his team, and, and because they did a tremendous job. But I do feel like players will gravitate towards this more than anything. There is a consensus every year. You know, you look at the Mel Kuypers of the world, right? That that do this for a living. He's really good at saying the things mm-hmm. and, and presenting it and, and doing the scouting and all that stuff. He's great at it. But most of this information is kind of, yes, it's available for everyone. Like Everyone knows this. Everyone knows Trevor Lawrence is the number one quarterback. <laughs> everyone knows who's number two. Everyone knows about Justin Fields. Yeah. Just because you present it better than most doesn't make you better than most. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of players, I mean, I'm sorry, a lot of people out there who can do the job. Because most of that player pool is just okay. Okay, give me the, who we're gonna have in the XFL in twenty twenty three. Oh, just give me the cut list from twenty twenty two. Let's see yeah. what happens. Yeah. And let's say okay, yeah, all these players are available. Here you go. Here's your player pool. Like you are gonna find players. You're gonna see a lot of players out there that you've never heard of. That's great. And you you know what? They're probably gonna reach out to a guy like Eric Galco. Uh, sorry, let me rephrase that. They're probably gonna hire somebody, and then coaches are gonna reach out to that person that is like Eric Galco. Yeah, but is there a guy like like, like you said? presenting it and you just take the cut list but then there's also guys not even on that list that are being plucked by dogs that are out there grinding and, and scouting and yeah. finding no, people to bring yeah that those guys in mexico and find a guy that pitches 150 Tr- miles an hour nick truesdell bounced around some big places but ultimately it's like a community college standouts like those kind of players th- that takes work so that's one aspect of it. International aspect and too on that, by the of way. Of course. If so you're bring international players. You're gonna have to have people out there as well. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting to see how that happens. And I can't. I'm really jacked to see like what the football operations team looks like because we we were those were the guys that gave us the the most information on our show and they were the coolest we were like friends. Of yeah, yeah. We'd say so, I sat and talked to Sam Schwarzstein like four times yeah. for over an hour. So seeing who <laughs> seeing who our new friends will be. <laughs> is it gonna be? Is I'm I'm just if it can't be the same people, I'm just hoping it's people who work as hard, and I'm willing it that they'll also be on the show. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> uh, what I'm looking forward to if I'm manifesting my, the rest of my road to 2023. And ultimately, when you know the dust settles and we're there at kickoff, to me it looks like a 12 team league, three international squads. Uh, you've got an awesome T. We didn't bring up TV deal, but I think a ESPN likely TV partner, um, maybe one or two games on another network. I doubt it's Fox now because of USFL. So I'm going to make the call and say uh, NBC gets in on on the act because of the relationship with The Rock. And then there you go. You got two TV deals, 12-team league, kicking off in April, ending in July, and it's going to be awesome to see the XFL back. I can't wait. Boom, book it. Now, would you be if okay you, if it's more than? 12 if weeks? you will it, it is no dream. <laughs> I'd be okay if it's a little bit. If it's fourteen, that's fine by me. If it's ten, I'm okay. I'm even good with the eight. Uh, I think there's bigger aspirations from from Danny Garcia and The Rock and Redbird Capital. Can I just say ownership? I'm gonna say ownership. Yeah, just say, say ownership. ownership. That's what I say. Ownership. There is bigger the aspirations new owners. from owners. There's bigger aspirations from ownership. You know, Danny Garcia, The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Redbird Capital. Uh, look, there's huge aspirations from them, and I think that eight is, is too low. Twelve might be right. That's great. Uh, the rest of my road really is I want to have something like the Summer Showcase again, uh, to kind of get your your name out there. See The Rock out there, you know, with some shades, watching football players play would be great. I'd love to see that happen. We're going to get a TV deal at some point. Um, can't wait for Ooh. that. Bonus reality shows or whatever uh, content as they well, call when it you say reality don't say reality i think what you're meaning is like because i don't want someone like that keeping up with the kardashians like a document documenting yeah. the build up uh, build up to the league with cameras inside of camps and uh locker rooms and more well, interviews so let's talk about that really quick because on what did the what did the xfl do because i know you're trying to get out of here because you know people are going to barge in here and start yelling at you but <laughs> um what did the XFL not do on their last road that you'd want to see on this road? Because we didn't get access More to things of that. like that. We were the only ones doing it. Yes. So true. someone doing some of the work besides us. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, ideally, it just would be us, just us doing a it. part of all of that. Hey, Brian, no. can you go to St. Louis this week? I guess. But I would like to see, yeah, just, uh, you know, for just formal, like maybe like, you know, 22-minute uh, weekly show um, that will 
give us access to the XFL, whether it's a, a panel show or people sitting at desks talking from a, a league studio, you know, that in the traditional style, or if it's, you know, more Hollywood, like a hard knock style show. I'd like to see something like that because you can't, it's, it's, it's tough to just kick off and then expect people to be jumping on board. You can get you can get people to watch. I mean, it costs money, but those shows don't cost that much money to produce. So, just the effort and the time, yeah. So, doing that will, I think, go a long way in in terms of winning over new fans and informing people the way we try to every single week. You know that you're just trying to get out there to a bigger audience. You have the Rock sending out one tweet: "Hey, there's an XFL show," even though you're three months away from kickoff. You got people anticipating kickoff. And you watch, if it's good quality show, good quality production, then you're going to have people give you reasons why they want to watch your, even if it's, even if your ratings spike. I mean, the XFL was on WWE in 2001 every single week, twice, because mm-hmm. it had SmackDown. Three times if there was a pay-per-view leading up to it. That's why the ratings were so high the first two mm-hmm. weeks, right? Because people were anticipating. Liver, obviously, so that's what happened, but... The XFL this time around can have that same kind of exposure with social media. With Give yourself that network. Put something on YouTube. It costs literally nothing to upload a video to YouTube. Nothing. Yeah. And so if you can do that, then at the end of the day, uh, you're just going to get more eyeballs on your product, at least for that first week, and some of them are going to stick around. Pre-kickoff XFL social media was there were there could have been a lot I, the social media team for the XFL was incredible but a lot more could be done pre-kickoff once they kicked off i mean the xfl social media was some of the most innovative fun I- interesting stuff you'd see online yeah. and just feel like leading up to it there can be so much done um you know that maybe it was just tough to figure out exactly what that was but i think if that's focused on and just done just even in a minimalist sort of way, but consistently in the lead to kick off, like especially if you're kicking off in April, January, start producing stuff, shows, content, social media, and get people talking about the league way before kickoff. I don't want a twenty, a two minute uh, kickoff show be right before kickoff. Yeah. You know, if kickoff is at nine and you come on the air at nine and say this is the XFL kickoff show and it's a two minute kickoff show, don't want that. I want something leading up to it. I want something closing it as well. Because, you know, these games finish, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, that was it. Yeah. Well, it's like the end of the Truman Show. You ever watch the end of the Truman Show when yeah. Truman finally says goodbye? Spoiler alert, everyone. He says goodbye. He's like, good evening, good night. And then they cut transmission. Everyone's like, all right, now what know. do we do? <laughs> like, I want people to, like, we, people want to talk about the yeah. show. They want to react, especially if you're that passionate. And, team, so. and if, you know, they need ideas or people to be a part of it, we're, we're available. We're, we're here. We're available 24 7, 365. Yeah. I don't know. 365. We're here. Yeah. You know, hashtag we want our jobs back. There it is right there. Oh, it really is here. See, this is the, and also first show I've done with pants on and many, many uh, months. No shoes though. No shoes. Uh, <laughs> Just because we're in the same room. Alan, it's been uh, good to have you back. This this road is going to get longer and longer. It feels like even though it's going to get shorter and shorter technically, but there's so much that still needs to happen. Uh, here, I'll ask you this last question. When do we target our first, something like chunk of news um i'm you want to buy i'm willing it and i'm gonna get it september when everybody's watching football we're gonna get some xfl news august 5th august 5th oh august 5th oh get out of town (laughs) shots fired august the cfl we'll see what happens but either way we're gonna be here every single week Week three of the nfl try to do this by memory because i don't have my reader in front of me we're here every single week right here on your favorite podcast app that's google podcast apple Podcasts, spotify tune in or wherever you get your podcast make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us come on (laughs) you got a question comment or a topic you want us to cover then go on and uh text or call the xfl fan line seven 24-565-4XFL. Remember, standard text messaging rates do apply. Also, uh, follow us on social media at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, maybe TikTok one day as well. Oh, and if you want to come and say hi to me and Alan, then follow us and subscribe on YouTube at XFL.show. Oh, I thought you were going to give your address because we're both right here. (laughs) The official YouTube page of This is the XFL Show. Uh, Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting pretty easy nice high five Ooh. we could do that yes live in person baby interacting with human beings podcasting with friends it's a good time 
waiting for a uh, league to kick off again. It's like deja vu. Feels like I'm in. Did I go back to 2018 or no? Basically, what we did, um, you know, it's it's oh man, it's it's it's. it's as much as I say I love to do this, I want football. I want yes. there to be answers to my questions. And the only way to answer those is with football being played on grass or AstroTurf or whatever it is that they use in St. Louis. That's what I want, field turf. Well, in 2023, who knows? They could be playing on something completely new. That's so far in the future. Just think, 2023, when we do kickoff, also, I'll leave it on this. It'll be the – the kickoff of the next XFL will be five years after it was announced to be returning. That's true. That's insane. After the return, the announcement of the return, three years after the first, after the initial kickoff. Been a fever dream I've been living in. Of the, XFL the, the Wildcats Mania. were supposed to be three-time champs by then. <laughs> they should have been. They, Jeez. They were on the road, too. I don't know. Four-time, well, if you count the I just hope Josh so. Johnson has some gas in the tank then, too. We didn't even talk players, but, of course, that's my MVP. Oh, uh, MVP. Uh, either way, man, I mean, it's exciting. It's great to have you back in here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be doing this more and more often. Uh, we'll actually... Yeah, who knows? If, wherever I am. Wherever you I are. I don't know where I'm going on. I got more Alan, I'm in Miami. Where are you at? Oh, I'm in New Jersey, dude. What are you doing down there? <laughs> I'll be all over. <laughs> Might be back in person together again before, uh, I don't know, I hit the road again. We'll see, though. But for everybody out there, again, thank you for watching and listening. And, again, if you didn't check out that Dave Naylor interview, watch that or listen to it on your favorite podcast app. A lot of great information there. Next week, we manifested the road. We're going to maybe get into that USFL uh, idea that I was throwing out there just for funsies. And, of course, any news that comes out. For sure. Make sure you guys check us out on your favorite podcast. Take care of each other. Uh, it's getting a little weary out there. Be safe. Uh, and yeah, just, you and know responsible. And, and be nice and share your Apple ID with your family members. Yeah. Oh, come on. Just, it's, <laughs> just even, a dollar. It's 99 even if, cents. Even if they like are spending money on apps that, you know, you're like, what do you, what do you need that for? If it, and it charges you, who cares? They're family, right? When you're here, you're family. Speaking of, I'm going to go eat, oh, see what's in good. Bryant's uh, fridge. <laughs> Finish the show up. All right, everybody. For him, that's Bryant next to me. I'm Alan. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening. <laughs>